0: Alright, what up? How we doing? Episode 86 of the Wide Ride Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey. As always, of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Coming to you live on a Saturday afternoon, about 24 hours before the Giants take on the Saints. Week 4, 1 p.m. Eastern Time tomorrow on Sunday. Saints back in the Superdome for the first time this season following Hurricane Ida. Um, Yeah, I know it's a little bit late. I know we're recording this a little bit. You know, I know... I say Fridays is when the preview episode is of the upcoming Giants game. I know it's Saturday. I'm aware. Okay. I see I have a calendar. I have my phone. It tells me the date and the time. It's very convenient. I get it. So I apologize. But better late than never, which is basically the has that which has basically become the slogan of this podcast when it comes to how poor I am with, you know, tardiness and putting up these episodes on time. But whatever. I'm here now. I'm ready to talk some football, and I'm ready to talk about what the Giants need to do on either side of the ball. Starting with the defense, which has struggled early this season, struggled against Washington, struggled against Denver. Uh, stepped up a little bit against Atlanta, only allowed 17 points. But as we always, as we've seen with this defense for much of the last two seasons, the two-minute defense is atrocious. Matt Ryan and the Falcons came right down the field at the end of the game and set up young Hui Koo uh, for the game-winning field goal. So what does this defense have to do against New Orleans? They have to pressure the quarterback. I don't know how many times I could say that. I don't know how many games I'm going to say that in a row. Pressure the quarterback. I, I get it. The Giants didn't exactly make a drastic improvement in the pass rushing department this offseason. They didn't sign somebody big Um, They didn't use their first-round pick on an edge rusher. They used their second-round pick. They obviously took Aziz Ojolari out of Georgia. He's been good. He's had three sacks his first three games, one sack each game. He's been great thus far. But my point is here, they don't have a huge name in that department, but they have guys. They have uh, Ojolari. They have Lorenzo Carter, O'Shane Zimenez. You know, get Carter Coughlin in the mix. You know, Carter Coughlin's going to be playing a lot more now that Blake Martinez is out for the year with the ACL tear. Use these guys. You have weapons in the pass rushing department, Patrick Graham. Use them. Pressure Jameis Winston. I like Jameis. I'm big on Jameis. I'm a bigger fan of Jameis than a lot of other people. I don't like how people wrote Jameis off because of one stat in one year. The 30 interceptions, obviously, in 2019. But it's... I got to be honest with you. He'll make mistakes if he can't go through his progressions. He'll make mistakes... If he doesn't have time in the pocket, he definitely has mistake making capabilities. We've seen him make mistakes various times in his career. Pressure him. If you give Jameis, is one of those quarterbacks where if you give him time, he'll light you up. But if you don't, it could be the complete opposite. Make it the complete opposite. Pressure him all game, prevent him from going through his progressions. And force him to make mistakes. This this Saints offense, besides Kamara, they don't have a lot of talent, really. Michael Thomas isn't playing. Jared Cook isn't in town anymore. They don't have a great deal of talent on that offensive side of the ball. They don't. So since that's the case, pair that with pressuring Winston and not giving him enough time to operate. Good things will happen for this Giants defense. I like, and I said, I like, I like Winston a lot. Good feet. I think he has great arm. But if you pressure him, he's going to make mistakes. He'll turn the ball over. He threw two picks against Carolina in their week two loss. You know, he doesn't have too many weapons. He has Alvin Kamara. Don't let the ball get in Kamara's hands. Keep it in Winston's hands and force him to make a mistake. Or succumb to a sack. Don't give him time. That's it. As far as Kamara is concerned, Kamara is the guy you got to worry about, obviously. I put a slot corner on him. I would not put a linebacker on Alvin Kamara. Okay, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. I would not put Jabril Peppers on Alvin Kamara because I don't trust Jabril Peppers in pass coverage. I haven't since last year. I trust Jabril Peppers when they utilize him more as a box safety up near the line of scrimmage. He should also be pressuring the quarterback. That's That's how they should use him this week. I don't trust Jabril Peppers on Kamara. I put a slot corner on Kamara. Maybe someone like Darney Holmes, maybe Rodarius Williams is up for the challenge. Uh, I do that. So, But you got to pressure Winston. That's the number one goal of this defense this week is to pressure the quarterback, which they haven't really on a consistent basis yet this year. They got to do it. They have the bodies to do it too. Use them. As far as the other side of the ball is concerned, man, that's been a tough start to the year. I know they scored 29 points and put up 391 total yards against Washington, which are the most in both categories of the Jason Garrett era, but it's still not, the offense came back down to earth in week three against Atlanta, only putting up 14 points against a defense that gave up 80 combined through the first two weeks. I know I've said that countless times, but it's still an absurd stat. Pull out all the stops. If you're Jason Garrett, pull out all the stops. Look at the scrutiny you've received. As the offensive coordinator and offensive play caller. Look at the criticism you've received. Your days as an offensive coordinator or at least the offensive play caller could be numbered. Due to the lack of production and the impatience surrounding the fan base and the organization. Pull out all the stops. Pull out all the tricks. Be aggressive. Utilize Kadarius Tony. Do it. This is a big opportunity for Garrett to utilize Kadarius Toney and for Kadarius Toney, the first round rookie ride receiver, to step up. Because Sterling Shepard isn't playing. Darius Slayton isn't playing. They're both dealing with hamstring injuries. You don't know how reliable Evan Ingram's going to be, because he definitely has the capability of making mistakes. You know, you don't want to just rely on Kenny Galladay and Saquon Barkley out of the backfield. Utilize Kadarius Toney. Get him the ball and get him in space. That's where he can maximize his speed. That's where he can maximize his athleticism. That's where he can maximize the elusiveness that the Giants fell in love with, which is why they used their number 20 overall pick on him in the draft. Get the ball in his hands. Pull out all the stops. Pull out all the tricks. You need to if you're Jason Garrett at this point. you days as the offensive play caller, at least are numbered. There's not many more games and not many more lackluster performances from this offense that this organization or the fan base is going to accept. The margin of error error is negative at this point. Pull out all the stops. Do everything you can. Be aggressive. Throw the ball on second down. If you pay attention to this team, the second down play calling is what kills them. Do not run the ball on second and ten, please, especially in the league that this has become the passing lead that this has become, don't do it. Just don't. Throw the ball. Have Daniel Jones use that big arm of his. Have Kadarius Toney use his legs. You know, if you want to look to Saquon Bar- Barkley out of the backfield, do it. I mean, they utilized Saqu- um, Barkley a number of times in the passing game after Shepard and Slayton exited last week's loss against Atlanta. I believe Barkley had, what, six catches for 43 yards? On seven targets I wrote about it earlier this week So I, I should remember those numbers uh, Yeah Six Six catches Seven targets 43 yards for Saquon Last week After You know could be Shepard Exited the game And Slayton exited the game As I said before With hamstring injury So it opened the door For Saquon to produce Through the air But You gotta do it again This time around You got Utilize Saquon Utilize Kadarius Get the ball in your Playmakers hands This offense has playmakers What do you think They focused on In the offseason They got playmakers and weapons for Daniel Jones. Use them. There's a reason why this team in this front office went out and signed Kenny Galladay to a four-year, $72 million contract. There's a reason they used their number 20 overall pick on Kadarius Toney. There's a reason why Saquon is... They utilize Saquon in every which way that they can when he's healthy. There's a reason they still believe in Evan Ingram even though he has given them every reason not to. These guys there's weapons on this team. Use them. Tony being the big one to use this week. As far as players to watch, I have two big names, okay? For players to watch for the Giants this week. Number 1 obviously, as I've said numerous times already, or as I've talked about numerous times already this episode, is Kadarius Tony. And I've already, given, I've already given you the reasons why he's a player to watch. Shepard isn't playing. Slayton isn't playing. Time for Tony to ascend the depth chart and put together a notable performance. It's time. Time to use him in every which way you can. You've increased his playing time every week, but the bottom line is that he's only been targeted five times through three weeks. Now is the time to utilize him in every which way you can. 150,000%. So that's one player to watch. The other player to watch, obviously, if you've watched this team, you know what's going on, is Tay Crowder. Tay Crowder is now one of the leaders of this defense. Blake Martinez is done for the year after he suffered an ACL tear against the Falcons last week. So now Tay Crowder is the top guy at the inside linebacker position. He's going to be essentially the captain of this defense. You know, He's not actually a cap. He doesn't have the C on his jersey, but you understand what I'm saying. He's basically now the quarterback of this defense. Probably gonna be calling the plays. Uh, I know this coaching staff trusts this coaching staff trusts Say Crowder, given he's a seventh round Mister Irrelevant draft pick last week, last year, and all of a sudden he's starting six games his rookie year last year, and now he's a never game starter to begin this year. The players trust him. He's got a lot to offer. He's got a lot he can bring to the table, and now he has even a larger opportunity than he's ever had to show what he's truly made of. Whether that's through the pass rushing department, whether that's through the run stopping department, or defending the pass. This is a big game for Crowder and what's going to become a big rest of the year for the second year player. He's now the top guy at his position on his team. He's now the quarterback of this defense. And it starts on Sunday against New Orleans. He's in a big spot. He's got a big opportunity. Whether he capitalizes on this opportunity is yet to be seen. But... He's got to step up. He's got a lot of responsibility on his hands right now. He's got a lot on his plate with this injury to Martinez. Bottom line, he's got to capitalize on the opportunity. And I'm hoping he does. Because I've I, 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 I I've said before, I think Tay Crowder is a highly underrated story. I mean, when do you really see Mr. Irrelevant draft picks, the last pick in the draft, start six games their rookie year? Now he's a no-doubt or no-brainer Every game starter this year, he started the first three weeks. No brainer. He was the second best inside linebacker behind Martinez. Now he's the now he's the best linebacker on the active roster. Time for him to step up. Do I think the Giants are going to win this Sunday? I really don't. You know, I I don't have, and it's not. It's there's no disrespect to the organization at all. I just think New Orleans is the better team. Um, I think they, you know, right now they they, they have the better coaching staff uh obviously the Giants can prove me wrong and I'm hoping they prove me wrong and I'm hoping they proven they're proving everyone else wrong because it doesn't seem like anyone really is taking the Giants to win this weekend and you can't blame them they're 0-3 they haven't exactly uh met expectations that a lot of people had entering this year some people thought they would be 3-0 I thought they'd be at least 2-1 and just like that the snap of at the snap of a finger excuse me they're 0-3 so I don't think they'll win this weekend I'm hoping they prove me wrong they, if anything, they gotta get a they they have to notch a huge victory because look at the schedule they got coming up after, but Dallas Rams Panthers Chiefs Raiders Bucks, that's a gauntlet of a schedule. They gotta start racking up wins. That starts this Sunday at one o'clock p.m. Eastern time in New Orleans, and hope you tune into that game. I know I will be. Obviously, why wouldn't I be? Um, but looking forward to it. Uh hope you have a good rest of your weekend. Uh good football Sunday. Obviously, eat good food, drink responsibly as always. Uh, and um, let's hope for a giant's win. I don't know if it's gonna come to fruition, but um let's just hope it happens. But for now, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 86 of the Wide Right Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ryan Honey, of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Honey E S N Y. That's at Ryan Honey ESNY. Listen to and subscribe to the Wide Right Podcast, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Art Radio, Stitcher google podcasts wherever you get your podcasts um all right i'm out of here